of Pop and Crap, episode Welcome to Pop and Crap. I'm Paul French, and uh, well, let me tell you, after my experience at Burning Man this week, I am really looking forward to the next Fire Festival. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm Scott, and math is hard. What episode <laughs> might we be on? <laughs> Who knows? We're not even sure anymore. Who knows? Don't 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 read too much into it. Yeah. It'll yeah. Uh, it'll all sort yeah, itself we're, out. In, we're in we're only wash. nearing the two hundred. Yeah, no, it'll no be whatever the. Get, uh, it'll know, be what, exactly. It'll be the next one that it is. Um, this is what this is what happens when uh, you take your summer off. This is what happens. Yes, it's been a bit of a sabbatical. Indeed, it, uh, indeed, it has been. Uh, it has been a minute, as the kids don't say anymore. Nah, no, none of them say that. No, no. None of them say that. What they say instead is, "Hey, Scott, what have you been watching?" <laughs> so so much. Uh, I had All tried to make the, the most of my sabbatical uh-huh. and uh, catch up on a lot of things. Clear off uh, the PVR, dig through some stuff that uh, was long overdue to watch, and then caught a few random kind of new big things, uh, which was also exciting. Um, one of them was uh, I I did the idol, the uh, that weird thing with the um, the weekend. And uh, Lily Rose Depp. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I got. I I couldn't get past the first five minutes. Yeah, it uh, it was something, all right. Um, it was. It's really made me not like the weekend. Um, and I don't know if that's a testament to how great he was acting, or mm. just um, that he is a psycho weirdo. Some weird stories from the set about how uh, he was a little methodish, and yeah. it was just best to steer clear of him. That's always language you want to hear from a young actress working on a movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't love it. Um, it. Uh, <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? I did. I did the whole thing, including like the forced <laughs> ending, because they wrapped up early. Um, good lord, yeah, they uh, they they pulled the switch on it or pulled the shoot on it early, uh, and they put the last two episodes into a single, okay. Um, it was there was a lot that there was a lot there to not like. Um, the things I did enjoy and that I didn't get enough of were the parts where it focused on the machine that was built around this pop star. And so, um, and Hank Azaria was incredible. Um, Uh I loved, loved him and would have enjoyed seeing him do a whole bunch more. Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, the rest of it was kind of 
one of the best reviews I saw talked about the uh, the 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 unsexiest sex they've ever seen <laughs> on film. I thought that was pretty solid. It's uh, for those who haven't seen it. It's a it's a it's a pop star uh, trying to kind of make a comeback after uh, uh, kind of a disruption and a wait period um and uh she kind of falls in with this sort of cult leader um and it's about how he isolates and controls her and how she handles that and how the people around her handle that and how many people in the machine around her that are loyal to her or yeah. are loyal to her product and as long as she's producing and where those lines are um, that part of it was interesting. The actually having a front row seat for this relationship was just shitty. <laughs> um, and it's confirmed there's no second season now. So, uh, I have to uh, move on with it as I have it. It was one of those things that was kind of a little pebble in your shoe. And a week <laughs> later you were still sort of thinking about it. Um, so how many episodes was it? Six? I think it was five instead of six. So you got through five episodes of something that you didn't much like. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. incredible, dude. <laughs> well, it was trying to see where it was going. And, you know, you're in the nosedive. Does it pull out of the nosedive? Oh, they didn't really pull out in a way that I found satisfying. Hey, there's a pull. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> Isolate. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, that's why we're rated uh, E for explicit, not E for everyone. There you go. There's a difference, kids. Um, yeah, it, it I, you know, I don't want to give it any more time than I already have here with my meandering thing, but the, uh, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the Hank Azaria stuff was fantastic and he gets a really good monologue in the last one. Um, I don't. I don't know that I even made it far enough to see him. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's in. He's in the first episode. Yeah, he's, but is he uh, in the first five minutes? Yeah, he's the one that's uh, that locks the uh, um, the uh, oh, what do you call him? The uh, the intimacy coordinator. Okay. In the bathroom, because okay. she wants to do something different than what's on the script uh -huh. and. And so the intimacy coordinator is trying to prevent it from happening. And so he locks him in a bathroom so they can keep shooting. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it was weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I think also part of the problem was that, you know, on the heels of yoga hosers, <laughs> like, that's, that's Lily Rose. Just leave her, leave her be. <laughs> Get that horrible man away from her. Uh, these were some of the reactions I had that I was trying to cope with. So fair, very odd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my first uh, first thing that I wrote down that I thought we should uh, flag tonight because I'm sure somebody else out there saw at least five minutes of it. So why not mention it? Um, uh, what's uh, what's one you've you watched, sir? Um, uh, we're still on you. Oh, we we can't get through my whole list in one. Well, I mean, oh, you're going to do your I stuff this year, what I've been watching. But well, um, I figured we, we were oh. going to ping pong our way through the whole list for the oh, all right, then. Oh, all right, of the then. summer here, isn't it? 
Well, right. we finally uh, we finally uh, pulled the trigger on the last few episodes of Ted Lasso. We had uh, we Ooh. had uh, decided to save her for a bit, and, mm-hmm. um, and it was excellent. Um, yeah, loved it, and um, we'll miss it. It was a great show. That's excellent. And we are um, still yep, in season two. No, we're still in season two. So, um, oh, you're a I'm long way back. I'm a way back, but I'm hearing nothing but good things. And that makes me happy to know that I still have more to go. So please continue. Yeah, no, it, it was excellent. Um, we've also been watching um, sort of tied into that is sinking, um, which is the uh, Jason Siegel thing. I might have mentioned it before. I don't know if I did. Um, sinking or shrinking? Shrinking. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I, I don't remember the title. Just um, I just watch it. It's just that thing that uh, with the picture of uh, Jason Siegel. Um, mm-hmm. and which is of course written by Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. And oh, I didn't um, know he wrote it. Oh yes, he's the uh, he's the creator of the show, and uh, um, huh. and it's all part of the um, um, sort of uh, thing with uh, with Bill Lawrence. So of course, um. Mrs. Lawrence uh, is uh, is is in the show because she always is. <laughs> and, Who's Mrs. Lawrence? Would I um, know her? What's her name? Krista. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Cougar Town. Drew Carey. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, yep. Krista. Okay. Krista. Not Lawrence. Um, yeah. You know. Um, okay, yeah, I know who you mean. But she's in like all of his stuff. Yeah. And uh, because he's no fool, um, <laughs> right? I mean, that's uh, that's okay. marriage one hundred and one. Kids, take notes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Krista Miller, Krista Miller, ah. Krista Miller. Yeah, that's, sounds right. Um, and um, uh, yeah. So of course she's in it, and actually in in it she is married to Ted McGinley, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and so, um, the whole thing centers around, uh, Jason Siegel, who is, uh, a, uh, a, a therapist, um, works in a, um, a center of therapists where the, uh, the boss of, uh, of the bunch of them is, uh, played by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Jessica Williams is one of the other, uh, therapists and, um, Jessica Williams, of course, of The Daily Show um, and Two Dope Queens. And so, um, hmm. yeah, it's a whole thing where basically, uh, um, you know, it's 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 like in uh, what's it, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where the, the whole idea is to see uh, uh, Jason Siegel uh, crying and naked. And, um, and so in this, uh, well, the premise when, of it, when it ain't broke, you know, you, you don't need to fix it. Just it's, that's exactly it. it. Brings everybody back to the well. Every time, so. That's it. Exactly. And so his wife has died and, uh, he's really, uh, having trouble dealing with it and, uh, having trouble relating to his daughter, his teenage daughter as well. And, um, yeah, hilarity ensues. Um, <laughs> but but the funny thing was is like I was was on the fence about even watching it or not, and then I heard an interview with um, 
with Jessica Williams, where where she was talking about just how awesome it was to work with uh, Brett Goldstein. And I'm like, wait, what? And um, and and uh, and it, it turns out that's when I learned that he was the uh, he was the guy who had created the show. And um, and I thought, oh, well, I'll check that out because mm-hmm. um, uh, well, he, he's an interesting dude. Consider doing so. <clears throat> he's also got a, a great podcast that I've been listening to um, called um, uh, oh, Films uh, so Films to Die By or To Be Buried With. When you're dead, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's weird hearing his voice because it's not down here; it's up here. Yeah, and um, and, uh, and so far, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and so far, I've mainly listened to um, um, like a couple of uh, Ted Lasso related episodes. You know, the he did uh, a two episodes set with Sudeikis, and uh, and he also had uh, the guy who plays Trent Krim on. And that was delightful. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I can't, I can't do that bit because it'll spoil stuff. Um. <laughs> so we've we've listened to a few of that. Sarah found that one, and uh, so we've done a few of the episodes. The Yvette Nicole Brown ones are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the one with um, oh, the woman from Abbott Elementary, she's really good too. Quinta Brunson. That's her. Right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it's, that It's far like back. any of the podcasts, you know, it really comes down to, you know, who's on and do you like the guest? And then you're going to like the show even more. But when you don't like or know the guest, you could still end up really enjoying it. Exactly. So, good stuff. All right. Something um, else that you've been watching. Another one I did was uh, there's a new Justified series that just came out again. Yes. Uh, cut it on the FX. Um, uh, it was quite good. I, I thought that it was it was really fun to go. You know, it's it clear that he could just put the hat back on and go back to the character. He picked yeah. right up where he left off. Um, they advanced the story. They made it. You know, that the daughter that he had at the end of the first one is now a teenager. Um, his uh, his ex makes a cameo at one point. They've left it. Um, did you did you watch it? Did you watch? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and you watched the original series too. Oh right? yeah, yep. Because otherwise, why would you watch this, dummy? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> took me a sec. You know me; I'm all about watching shit out of order. <laughs> Damn, Skippy. Um, it was uh, it was really good, and then to end like they did with the uh, the 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 cut over to uh, to Boyd Crowder. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that he's done being uh, the unicorn, um, I guess he <laughs> has he's... has been for like five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has he done anything since that you've seen? <laughs> so he's done with the unicorn. <laughs> he's back. Uh, so they they've set that up uh, rather nicely to have. Um, they this really lends itself to the next one-off uh, chapter. And if they want to come back and keep doing little six-episode arcs for this story i am 100 percent in. yeah i think it's a good way for them to go for sure oh fantastic it doesn't have to be a full season um you know a whole 22 episode i don't think it ever was the other one was it 10 or 12 a season was it am i remembering that wrong i don't know regardless this would be a, a great way for them to go to do the uh um you know the the six episode 
tell a really tight, good story. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting it to get renewed. I'm expecting them to deliver. You don't get him back and then not tell that story. So I really hope that that's about to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, uh, Righteous Gemstones is the other thing he's been doing since, uh, since the unicorn ended. Oh, sure. Have an answer. (laughs) Um, uh, well, it's one of the things anyway, uh, because he's also been doing invincible and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that, that you don't, uh, um, hold that card out there and then not play it. Yeah, no, it's, and it was so great to see him because he was such a huge character from the first time. I mean, it's the Joker yeah. of the Batman, right? Like you can't do no. Unfortunately, what we're going but now, unfortunately, what we're going to end up getting is it'll be written by AI and it'll be a deep fake of uh, <laughs> Walt Goggins. So, yeah, it uh, come get it your content, kids. At his, it's his so good. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's another character where it just seems like you know he can put it on like an old shoe. Absolutely. And, uh, which is interesting when, you know, having watched him do things like playing single dad on a sitcom for two, three years. Now he's back to being, you know, crazy sociopathic villain. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, what about yourself? We got a, another one you've been plugging through. Um, I, I um, watched a movie the other day. I uh, finally got Ooh. around to watching the, uh, um, uh, the new Jennifer Lawrence thing, no hard feelings where, oh, yeah. uh, um, and, um, <laughs> as, as icky as the premise itself kind of was, um, it, uh, it ended up being pretty hilarious. Um, and, um, just like, Oh, like a really weird turn by, uh, by Matthew Broderick and, yes. uh, Laura Benanti <laughs> as this kid's parents. Um, like really, really bizarre. And, um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, she was, uh, she was pretty great in it. The kid was pretty good too. Um, you know, whatever his name is, uh, Mc, it's McLovin, right? Um, was it McLovin? No, no, of course oh, not. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, like nearly 20 years after super bad, he's still playing a high school kid. Well, that's um, why I was so confused. <laughs> and it also looked nothing like him <laughs> yeah well there's that too but uh mm. you know it's all in it's all in how you look at it um mm. no mclovin um sadly uh not um uh, not at all in this movie which seems uh just unfair um he actually reminds me more he ma- reminds me more of like a young um um Alan Rock really um huh. which is weird right cuz he was playing Ferris Bueller's kid <laughs> just and saying. it asks more questions than it answers <laughs> it really does and i don't know what the hell was going on with Broderick's hair in that movie cuz it is fucking out it, it is outrageous <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. Oh my god! I, I I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the trailer again tonight. We were yeah. Finishing up oh yeah. On Prime, and I was flipping around afterwards, yeah. like I always do to uh, drive her crazy. And uh, the trailer played, and I'm like, it it still looks 
it looked funny then. It still looks funny now. I mean, yeah, there's there's even funny stuff. She can deliver comedy. So yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's great. And um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, um, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, like, like I say, um, um, uh, Matthew Broderick's hair is almost its own character in this movie. Um, uh, worth the price of admission right there alone. Um, but also you get, uh, what's his name? Jimmy, uh, from the Mick, you know, her, uh, her, her, uh, her ex-boyfriend who, you know, isn't um and uh, so he's in it and he plays uh the husband of uh, what's her name Nat- natalie morales uh is it natalie morales yeah you know from uh, that show where she had a bar in her backyard um oh, yeah. Yep. yeah yeah that's natalie morales i'm sure of it yeah it totally is um right yeah Yeah, that's her. Yeah, it is her. It is her. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, she's in it too. They play, uh, um, good friends of, uh, of Jennifer Lawrence's character. And, um, trying to think who else is in it. No, those are kind of the main, those are kind of the broad strokes. And, uh, um, yeah, so lots of funny and damn, uh, you know, it was like, oh my God, it's Jimmy. And I think actually his character in this is also Jimmy. And now I'm wondering, Perfect. is his name? Is his, his actor name? Is it the actor named Jimmy? Are we looking at a Tony Danza situation? Yeah, is he is he getting danced? Um, <laughs> That's funny. Because now I'm kind of wondering. Um, no, Scott MacArthur. Well, you can't trust a Scott to remember much either. Well, so. this is it. This is it. And, um, oh yeah, um, uh, Kyle Mooney has a small role and, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Hassan Minaj, uh, also does, but, uh, but no, the guy who plays the kid is Andrew Barth Feldman. He well, wishes they he would. Has anything before that? Well, he was in, he's, um. He seemed like, I didn't recognize him, but why, yeah, I why, feel like you don't get this role having not done something. It says right here that he was in, uh, uh, Superbad. Um, played McLovin. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, this was his third film. Um, he was in The Great Outdoors, though, with Joel McHale. <laughs> um, somehow he was in, um, uh, ben Platt live from Radio City Music Hall as himself. Um, okay. I don't know what that's all about. Um, Didn't see that coming. But, a right. Tourist Guide to Love with Rachel Lee Cook and Missy Pyle um, in Ooh. a bit of a uh, Josie and the Pussycats reunion. Um, <laughs> and um, so those were uh, like he's he's done some Broadway stuff. So like in. Uh, in uh, he played uh, Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway uh, for oh, a couple wow. of years. Um, okay. He played Han Solo and Darth Vader in um, a uh, yeah. an off-Broadway production <laughs> of uh, uh, an off yeah and an uh, off-Broadway production of Star Wars of Star Wars: A New Sickle Hope. Um, wow. uh, he also played. Um, um, uh, the Leo role in a stage version of uh, Catch Me If You Can. 
Um, oh. And he run, won a Roger Reese Award. Yes, that Roger Reese. Um, oh. The late uh, former Robin Colcourt. Um, yeah, so he's done that kind of stuff. And then, oh, and he was in High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> in a recurring guest title role. alone. Uh, it really does. And that was the one that... Uh, I believe also had what's her face, um, uh, Olivia Rodrigo in the cast. Yes, confirmed. Um, so yeah, but not a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff. And uh, but, so you know, uh, enough, like you know, there's some pretty big leading type things in there. So that makes yeah, sense. There's a few things yeah. where he could could have caught some where he could catch someone's notice and clearly did. Yeah. Well, good for him. Good for him, indeed. I mean, it, I've only seen the trailer, but he seemed rather funny in it. So, uh, oh god, Marvel. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> excellent. Yes, to you, sir. All right. Uh, my next one is. Uh, oh, this one's a little heavier. Um, I'm working my way through uh, Little Bird uh, on Crave. Uh, this is the first um, original series that. Crave has funded since they rebranded in 2018 from the being the movie network. Um, and it's a seven part, six part, six part series about, um, uh, about a, a woman who was, uh, taken from her family, um, and put into the, uh, uh the reform schools, uh, the, uh, I'm getting the name wrong. Um, the the indigenous, um, you know, the the base of the Canadian the resident the residential you know. schools. Thank yeah. you, residential schools. Yes, and uh, um, so she was taken in the '60s, and now I think it's the early '80s, and she's uh, um, trying to uh, find her family, um, and uh, goes back to Manitoba to try to hunt them down. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not usually huge on the, uh, the flashback, uh, story tool. Yeah. Um, but in this case, they're using it really, really well because they're telling the story of her mother in the days following government, taking her children, trying to get them back. Yeah. And they're juxtaposing that against her looking for her family. And so you get um, these scenes where she's standing outside the same building her mother was standing outside of. Um, it's really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's there's a lot that's hard to watch, especially you know, new parent. Um, ah, there and they do some really, they do some really fantastic things with it. One of in the opening in the opening episode um the her two of her kids have managed to uh, run into some police officers um out while playing and so that's brought them to her doorstep and as she sees them coming she hides her third child in uh, a spot under the floorboards in her house yeah which immediately invokes all the imagery we've seen from the Holocaust and mm -hmm. for it to write up front, make it clear that that's how it felt. And that's what 
they had to yeah. do really just hammers the point home um, that it, you know, they it's been declared a genocide. It was an attempted Absolutely. genocide. Absolutely. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's really it's really well done. It's really hard to watch. Uh, feel like you know it needs to be seen. <laughs> um, I, you know, we we joked about watching the idol and you know not liking it, but seeing it through. This is it's uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be. And if it weren't, I, I wouldn't think they were doing it right. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a different. I guess I guess the yeah, difference no, no, is no. is difference. one it one is good, the other is the idol. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's whew, it's uh, it's really it's really intense. It's really good. Um, if anybody has uh, access to Crave, it's a six episode piece. Um, I'm only halfway through, and uh, um, it uh, it's it's on demand, so it's it's easy to easy to find watch if you've, if you've got access to the channel it's the kind of thing that i would hope um you know see some life being screened in schools and that kind of thing um it just you know it's i, I, I it should be it should be viewed more widely than i think it is currently and i hope it finds more acclaim for lack of a better mm-hmm. yeah but uh really good uh odd thing is that um uh oh what's your name uh house's boss from house yeah, lisa, lisa edelstein yeah thank you uh she plays her adoptive mother in the future timeline and so um you know she was um the idea is that she was um she was taken in Manitoba and right. she was adopted by a family in Montreal. And so it's, there's a lot of people online asking if this is a true story or not. It's not a true story. It's a fictional story based on true events. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're seeing is very consistent with, uh, you know, what would have happened and what would have gone on at the time, including uh, a lot of uh, Jewish families uh, in, in Quebec adopting. Uh, so it's, it's it's uh i it's it's good <laughs> long and the short of it uh i i hate that i just boil it down to that but hey it's good you should watch it <laughs> well that sounds heavy that's, and that's what and we really should good. Yeah. rename the show it's good and you should watch it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um uh yeah of course uh uh perhaps even better known as bobby bernstein Yes. I think Dan slept with her. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Just, just admit it, Dan. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you're very nice. Grief. I don't remember you. I would remember you. I'm the kind of guy who would remember you. I would remember. <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, Danny boy. Will, will he ever win? Um. All right. Let's see here. What else have I been watching? Oh goodness, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, great. Now I got to follow oh, that. Jesus. I'll, I'll lighten it up on the next one. Please 
do. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's see here. Um, did the uh, took the girls to see uh, the Barbie movie at the drive-in, and oh, um, fully intending to then follow it up with uh, with the Meg two. Um, and some, uh, fine, fine, um, um, you know, stay them on shark action. Uh, but, um, alas, um, making it, you know, when, when the first one doesn't start until, uh, until nearly 10 o'clock, forget it. Mm -hmm. We'll get it. The second one ain't happening. Um, so one day, one day, I think there was a shark and it was really big. Um, sounds like the plot of those movies. It sounds like the kind of thing they would do, really, when you get down to it. Um, um, I was listening. I was thinking. I was. Uh, uh, what else have I? Um, just thinking of other things that I've been watching, and one of the things I've been meaning to check out is this uh, special ops lioness, not Linus. <laughs> not Linus. No, no. Yeah, it's like what they're doing, like an action version of Linus now. Come on, yeah. um, it's all this, uh, you know, this. Uh, what you what do you call it? The uh, you know the guys with the uh, the show, the way they do that thing. Um, 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 uh, the I'm Riverdale's not. Riverdale. Oh, okay. you know where yeah. it's like you know Dark Archie. Um, <laughs> Dark Archie. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's just that should have been what they called it. Uh, <laughs> I think it would have done much better. Yeah, it's, it's you know, more truth in advertising there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, all right, it is to me. Okay, so uh, we we finally got around to watching uh, eighty for Brady the other day. And, hey, uh, I just watched that the other day too. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We were just being, you know, it's just basically like getting in the groove for Sunday football. And uh, and so we watched, you know, it it was a good laundry folder and uh, we watched Mm -hmm. it on Sunday. And it was like it's got us all hyped up for the uh, uh, pending um, Super Bowl or Super Bowl season. You know, it'll get there. Um, But the pending football season. (laughs) Yes, that's where it all leads. Let's just call Mm -hmm. it that. We all know where it's going. We all know why we're here. We're <laughs> you know, the, you, the day where we can you know that's what's going to be happening. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, uh, uh, some good, uh, good Sally Field bits. You know, some good all of them. It's a good. It was a good cast. I agreed. I thought it was. I, I think we. This came up in that article we were reading about the, the return of the mediocre movie or something like that, and it yeah. was. Talking about movies that are just, they're just movies. Just let them be. And, you know, they're not going to win any Oscars and they're not going to make anybody's, you know, cult list of all time, but they're good movies and you're going to enjoy them. And I think they, in the article, they cited uh, 80 for Brady, um, Ticket to Paradise, and uh, uh, Man Named Auto or whatever the. the oh, yeah, the Tom, yeah the Tom Hanks thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those were the three that they were kind of pointing to specifically. And they were just, they were just solid workhorse movies that were mm-hmm. delivering audiences and people were going and enjoying them. And it, nobody's lives are being changed by the movies, but for a couple hours, it's some enjoyment yeah. and you move on. And not everything has to be this uber epic, you know, 
life-changing event and and you know two plus hour run times and Ugh, all that yeah it's exactly yeah. you're damn and right so we we uh I, I watched 80 for brady and enjoyed the hell out of that because yeah i mean they're great and yeah you know I mean, those ladies are are really funny there's a fantastic interview i saw with them where um the hostess is, is pop quizzing everybody on who's won you know what number of emmys and of the cast so the four of them are sitting together and there's genuine surprise and shock when they realize who's won what awards or who hasn't won mm-hmm. yeah um and just 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 it's just a nice clip i gotta send it to my mom because i now that i've finally seen the movie she'd seen it really wanted me to see it yeah yeah um and it um along those lines last weekend we did uh um we did uh, um, uh, the Ticket to Paradise one, the George Clooney, Julie Roberts one. Oh, right, right, was, right. Yeah. 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 So that was a fun one. And, you know, Absolutely. my mom and dad enjoyed it. And it was a good time. Good laughs. All chuckles in the right spot. You know, if you're looking for a movie to watch with parents. As it should yeah, have. Exactly. One. Yeah. You need, you need a few in your back pocket that, you know. Exactly. You, you don't you, you don't want uh, want the one where it's like, oh yeah, go good. Look, the the mom's getting railed over the uh over yeah. the 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 fireplace. Um yeah, no that's great, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know, the the um the, like the Jennifer Lawrence one that just came out. Um yeah. that you mentioned, like, you know, yeah. that's there's there's that kind of comedy. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, something a little more traditional, a little gentler that's still. Although I, I think I don't think it's that far out of that realm. Um, I'm seeing it. I was giving it like a Judd Apatow, Kevin Smith, R-rated comedy kind of thing. Yeah, I guess um, it, it wouldn't take many cuts to uh, to get you there. Um, but there's a, a particular fight scene that just, yeah, must be seen to be believed. Um, it's at the it's at the beach. <laughs> Yes. 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 I've heard of. I've heard of this. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it's funny. like wow. I wow. Did not expect that. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. 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 Hey. Um. All right. What else is there? What else is there? Um. My kid has been absolutely obsessed with the uh, the new SpongeBob movie, which probably really? came out five years ago. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's, she's just been loving that. And, uh, I watched a bit of it with her, um, uh, while we were away and, uh, and it was, uh, it it was pretty funny. Um, and, uh, you know, a little darker than I expected SpongeBob to be. It was delightful. <laughs> uh, but again, Not quite what you were expecting from the old, uh, Bob of sponge. Well, I've watched none of it in, in uh, uh, so I really had no expectation to be quite honest. That's- um, fair and I have the same problem. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, it was pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember saying it's like like Ella was like, "How many times have you watched that?" And she says, "I know, I'm obsessed." <laughs> um, and uh, you know, when a ten year old says they're obsessed with the movie, it's like, "Oh, this I got to see." <laughs> um, well, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, they know how to you know. Tell a story, land the plane. Hey, there's a, too many that don't. So, are too don't. many. Most of them. Um, for I, example, uh, we went to see the um, uh, 
a few weeks before the drive-in, we went to see um, what's it called? Um, uh, the new uh, Little Mermaid, and oh, yeah? and that was followed by God. I don't even remember now because it was so long ago. Um, It's uh, it's escaping me, but uh, but it was it was one of those things where it's like wow, like that um, uh, that Little Mermaid movie was was like you know a good couple hours, and it's like does this is do we really need this long a Little Mermaid movie? <laughs> like, yeah, when uh, when you know I've seen the cartoon, I feel like I know where I, this is going. I I I I think that sometimes it's the uh people are like, you know, we can do like a three hour runtime and never once stopping to think, but should we? Mm-hmm. And um uh yeah. So yeah. uh that was uh and there was like like I say, like there was another one right after it, and it, it is now escaping me because um it uh the the length of the uh other movie has like pushed it out of my uh out of my hmm. brain um and that seems unfair um oh no you know what it, it was the it was it was freaking indiana jones um oh. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it was so um yeah i haven't done that yet but did get, uh, I've now got my nephews up to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade we watched uh, on Labor Day weekend. There you go. And they enjoyed that. And I got glared at by my mother again for the kind of movies I'm showing the 12 and 9 year old. Oh, they're fine. <laughs> That's what I said. But uh, she was quite concerned. So in the middle, you know, at the, at the end of Crusade, when uh, the bad guy drinks the cup and then he immediately ages and dies. Yeah. And how it's funny animation because it's, you know, 35 years old now or whatever it is. And he, uh, yeah, so I forgot that scene was coming and it happens and it's kind of horrific, but it's also kind of funny because it looks so silly. Yeah. But I looked over at my sister. My sister looked back at me at that point because we both knew that mom was. <laughs> so she looked at me and I gave her the big thumbs up and a smile and she, she gave me the, oh yeah, <laughs> smile. And then I gave her the, we do the the finger over the over the bridge of your nose, looking over the top of glasses <laughs> for mom's disapproving glare. Ah, <laughs> yes. So it was. Uh, we knew it was coming. So we're we're getting the boys towards the uh, the new one. I haven't seen it yet either. They haven't seen it. We're planning us to watch it together. We got to get through nice. the fourth one next. Um, which will yeah. Well, they haven't. Can't seen you just it, explain so. it to them? Uh, I did nine and twelve. I think they're still gonna have fun with it. Look, they're swinging like monkeys. This is good times. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. let them, let them enjoy. I think it. I think at ten, I would have known that was shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it should. Can't be, believe uh, you made us watch Crystal Skull, Uncle Scott. <laughs> I'm a completist. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. My mom, on the other hand, has seen the fifth one already. She and my sister went to see it in theaters uh, back when it aired. I don't know if I told you that story. I get a I get a text message from my uh, my sister, and it's a video file of a camera pointed at feet, 
And in the background, you can just hear the Indiana Jones theme song. And I thought, you bastards. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, they were so proud that they got to see it before me. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Well, I mean, they gotcha. They did. So I'll let that happen. Um, the only other major series I can think of that I worked my way through, um, well, that's not the only one, but uh, I caught up on two and a half seasons of The Rookie. And I knew that would make you very happy to hear. Wow, look at you. I am current. Goodness. I had forgotten uh, how much I enjoy that show. Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, I I mean, the show, I, I backed off a little bit because it was kind of hard to feel like I was watching, you know, the, the, uh, you know, you, you feel like you're watching the PR for the LAPD. And it took a while <laughs> okay. to get to the point where, well, it, you know, uh, uh, John Oliver did a whole thing about Law and & Order and about how yeah. the, the differences between what you're seeing and what you wish was going on and what's actually going on. And sure. took it back through, like, all the way back to, uh, um, uh, oh, what was the uh, Dragnet? <laughs> Yeah. Where, you know, it was it was a whole deal that worked out with LAPD because, you know, it was good for them to have them telling these stories because mm-hmm. everybody believe in the police. Um, and so just making peace with the fact that I'm not watching what is real. I am watching something aspirational and that there needs to be room for aspirational performances from people so that people will want to be what they see. And that. However, that has played out in my head has helped me get back on board with the, oh, Nathan Fillion, you rascal. Look at you being all you right, can be. Right, right. Getting day. you back into the place where it's like, right, this is fiction. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, this is fiction and I can still enjoy this fiction while the nonfiction is playing out in a very different way. That aspect of it if that makes sense right anyway um and yeah so uh great run they've done fun things with the characters there were some real surprises and unexpected holy crap moments yeah because um, you'd left off um well, i finally got to the wedding <laughs> well yeah but i mean even before that like the whole uh the whole thing with uh with chen and uh and the serial killer and uh yep. i'd seen that oh okay i didn't know you'd got that far yeah no i'd seen the whole the whole uh you know in the, the whole barrel thing yeah yeah um but yeah the uh i mean so I, we're gonna we're gonna talk spoilery free here for a minute folks um, Most of it happened five years ago. I think we're good. Yeah, I, everybody else has got it. I'm just the one that's late to the party. Um, the, the killing off West character like that. Yeah, uh, that was. At, at that point, I was doing other things while I was watching it, and so I had to stop and play it back again to realize that I had just seen what I thought I just saw in the corner of my eye, mm-hmm. and uh, that was unexpected. Yeah, I mean. In in retrospect, it's like, yeah, you can see where really they were they were really running out of ideas with that guy. Um oh, it was he wanted out. 
Yeah, and I can it was understand. On the that. heels of trying to resolve, you know, playing a cop on a happy-go-lucky right. show. Yeah, well, that's fair, yeah. And, I mean, that's why they they gave him stories that helped him deal with that more. Yeah, um, and kept him around for that. But by the end of that run, it was they both felt that he was he he felt he was kind of done, and they were like, "We understand." And so that was that. It's still unexpected in the moment, mm-hmm. but. Um, I, I appreciate that they use a moment like that to help reinforce the reality or the realism of what they're doing. And I shouldn't say realism when I'm talking about a fictional thing, but <laughs> the yeah. the life and deathness of. Yes, that that's fair. Know. That's fair because it is fairly over the top with the rest of it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I enjoy the over the top of the rest of it. The, the, the comedy of a lot of these scenes is, it's uh, quite enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that they, they, the 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 cold opens, if you will, for each episode where it's you know some weird call that they get called on. I like that it starts like that. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, you know the the gender reveal party <laughs> gone wrong, or they they enter the house because the somebody's watching the retired police dog and he's reacting like he does when there's explosives and so they enter the home in time for the gender reveal to go off <laughs> and, but they're they're two different colors when they're reporting back to the to the the chief or the captain there and <laughs> they have to fight at, at twins <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's it's good stuff mm-hmm. yeah this is the bit where they um it's one of the more recent ones where they uh um there's been a whole thing going on outside the hospital and you have them all getting on the elevator. Yes. With, uh, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. That and was it. Yes. In, yes. And and everybody's in different states of disarray. And yeah, the last exactly. Two are perfectly clean. They're like, oh, we're detectives. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. The one where they do the pullover and it, uh, they're on the side of the road in front of a garage band playing and it's the guys yes. who do the theme song to the show yes. singing about uh, <laughs> cop daddy or something <laughs> <laughs> and then every time he goes over to walk up to them they close the door <laughs> yeah, I mean they, there's, there's some there's some delightful stuff in there and absolutely yeah, everybody, I love a good charming show you know that about me uh, uh, um, so interesting to see what happens when we come back we certainly left things in an interesting place if Um, we ever do if we ever do yeah whatever the ai decides to do with that um (laughs) i guess that's where we'll end up (laughs) Yeah. yeah um but then a lot of movies as well because as you know still trying to do my uh my movie plan yeah uh i am up to as of today 164 movies in 249 days of the year. Nice. So that leaves roughly uh, 200 movies in 100 days. Well, very good. So uh, that's two a day for the rest of the year. I'm not. I'm not totally screwed yet, but it's also <laughs> not uh, ideal. Uh, it's going to take a lot of neglecting of my personal and professional life <laughs> to accomplish this task. Oh, well, perfect then. 
I want you to know that my commitment is there. So That's I will do it. my best to see this through. There are some things I take seriously, and this is one of them. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, be fun to figure out. Um, there have been some silly ones. There have been some repeats. I think I've seen Sing 2 so many times this year. Uh, mm. Amazing count. I don't yeah. think I have an accurate count of that one, but uh, that is Life with a Kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the uh, there have been a few that uh, surprised me. Have you seen The Last Duel? With uh, Last Duel. Um, uh, Matt Damon and Adam Driver. Matt and Damon. Then, and he's the one. And uh, Ben Affleck is also in it in a small supporting role. But it's the first thing that Ben and Matt have written together since um, Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. They adapted the screenplay from a book. And it's about the last um, it's about the last duel in France in the... Uh, I forget what year it was. Um, but like the last legal sanctioned duel between two people. Um, and it's, um, they were acquaintances. One rose to power somewhat politically. The other one felt overlooked by being, you know, awesome soldier guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then awesome soldier guy's wife, uh, accuses, um, politic guy of raping her. And again, I'm bringing all the sunshine real fast. Um, yeah. But uh, it turns into uh, people accusing each other of things and not the, the political guys got buddies. So, of course, they're saying that they find that there's no proof of this. And eventually it escalates to the point where he challenges him to a duel. And um, the belief is that God will reach down and exert his will during combat to reveal, support the truth. And so whoever wins was right because God right. has helped them to win is the idea, um, which is nutty in its own special way. Yes. Uh, but the interesting thing about the way they tell the story is that it's in kind of in three acts and it's three it's the three main characters versions of events from their perspective. And so there are subtle differences um, depending on whose version it is. And, you know, the one guy believes that this was adultery, not rape. And it's reflected in the way he, he remembers Uh, this or the way it's seen from his perspective. Um, they on the each section has a title slide that was the truth according to so and so. When it gets to hers, which is told third, it's the truth according to and I can't remember her name. Um, but when the title fades out, the truth stays longer on film and on screen. So it mm-hmm. it presents that this is the truth, and um, it's 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 it really interesting it was it's, you know one of those movies that you're thinking about afterwards um i thought it was i thought it was good uh i didn't know oh. what it was about going into it and i didn't know what to expect and so it was 
it was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was a good one. So nice. Uh, if you get a out. chance to check it out, it's yeah worth it. I mean, it ain't a sunshiny fun thing. Um, and it's uh, it's I mean, it's a Tony Scott film, so it's Tony it Scott, good. Uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah, Tony right. Scott. Now he doesn't make too many movies anymore. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Yeah, no. Backwards. Yeah. yeah, it's a Ridley Scott film. Yes, and uh, um, it. Uh, it's uh, uh it's, it's quite good the, the the original book was um based very it was it was as historically accurate as it could be based on the the, the record keeping of the time sure uh, yeah 14th century out. i mean there's some yeah. liberties yeah yeah but you know the there are two or three different accounts of the actual duel and so right. It's the play-by-play that other people wrote down about what happened that was taken to construct the the final duel, and it's um, as accurate as you know they think they can be. Uh, it was it was neat. Uh, it, was a, it was a really good movie. Uh, surprise! It was, a, it was unexpected. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I've got one um, that. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go go ahead. I've got one that uh, I'm going to warn people away from, and I don't think it's Ooh. that. I don't think it's that hard to warn away from. Tale it. you heard it here, folks. Yeah, um, we watched it, so you don't have to. It, it is. Uh, oh, we didn't even get through it. Uh, oh. It is called. Uh, 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 basically, it's a uh, called Spinning Gold. It's a movie about uh, Neil Bogart, who was like the guy who started up. Um, uh, Casablanca records in the seventies. So really sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, the guy who put out, uh, things like, uh, like Donna summer and, uh, um, and kiss. And, you know, these oh, were all wow. things that were on his label at the time. And, Oh God, it is, uh, absolutely unwatchable. Um, <laughs> I think it was originally supposed to have like, uh, the the lead role being played by Justin Timberlake and there was uh, a, a, um, a different director attached and then it ended up where uh, Bogart's son, Bogart's, uh, son uh, directed it and um, and uh, Bogart was played by um, the guy who played Win on uh, Supergirl you know the the computer guy. Okay. Yeah. On on Supergirl for the first, I guess, two seasons, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he played. Uh, um, it, it, yeah, it, it was terrible. Like I, I just, I, you know, I, I hit eject. Uh, um, uh, not even twenty minutes in, it was just my God, this is terrible, and I just that is interesting because you know it's no secret that you love. You love a good music documentary. You yeah, love a good music story. It's horrible and for it to be bad enough yeah. for you to pop it out. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I I have no problem cutting bait on stuff uh, now. Um, you, you know, before I I I remember the uh, um, one of the very few times that I ever walked out of a movie was um, um. God, what was it? It was uh, oh, it was Pritzi's Honor. Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson, um, uh, you know, hmm. sort of mid mid eighties, and it was just like, wow, I'm not enjoying this. I'm out. And um, but but this, you know, now I I I have absolutely no qualms about uh, about saying, wow, yeah, nope, not doing more of that. I'm out. 
and uh, uh, and this was it was an easy one of those, and uh, um, it was kind of a yeah, life is too short, and uh, and then uh, you know, and then Jam was back, and it's like oh okay, let's watch eighty for Brady, and so it was uh, you know oh, definitely the right choice to be <laughs> to is, be made. Uh, that is quite the. Uh... The shift in tone. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> palate cleansing moment. There. Yeah, you know, to, from terrible to you know good. Um, that's the trick. That's the way to always huh. do it. Um, yeah, um, and I guess uh, one more uh, for me is uh, um, Ray Romano's directorial debut, "Somewhere in Queens." Uh, highly recommend that. Um, oh. He uh, plays a guy who's uh, um, he plays a guy who's like he's you know he lives in Queens. He's a um, um, a, you know he works in the family construction business and uh, and his son's a really good basketball player and uh, starts getting you know people looking at him for scholarships and that sort of thing and uh, and so he really gets like focused on trying to help his son you know sort of reach that so that he can avoid the fate of being stuck in the family construction business and um, uh, uh, Lori Metcalf plays uh, Romano's wife in it um mm-hmm. yeah so and you've got uh tony lobianco and uh and some sebastian Maniscola uh <laughs> in, in it as well so it's an awesome cast and uh yeah i gotta say ray uh ray, ray, ray makes it happen it's 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 really great that's excellent i remember seeing the trailers for that one and, yeah. and thinking it looked good um, and then hearing that it was is he was directing, thought that would make it even more interesting. Totally, it's always interesting when when actors uh, turn to directing, and for it to be a stand up comic who turned to acting, who turned to directing. That's a, yeah, and that and I mean, journey. you know, again, it's um, you know made made a bit easier by his uh, you know number of years in in and and you look at what he's done since. Uh, you you know since uh, since Raymond ended you know yep. uh, and it's it's really quite amazing sort of uh, all kinds of different roles um, mm-hmm. still uh, it was what, his parenthood one that really surprised me absolutely absolutely yeah. and I thought he was he was pretty great in uh, in the Big Sick as well oh yeah and, uh, yeah I just I still one of my favorite scenes in that is that scene where. Uh, where he first meets Cunell and, uh, and they, and, uh, and he's, he's like, what, what, so, uh, what, what, what do you think about September 11th? And, and he's like, definitely against. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, he says, he says, we lost some of our best guys in that one. And he was like, (laughs) Oh, you're good. (laughs) Funny. Yeah, uh, oh, I'd I'd like to see that. I did finally see the big sick. That took a long time to get to, so that was mm-hmm. pressure for me. But it's good. Yeah, if you um, like the tone of that, then then you'll 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 enjoy is, this one. Yeah, it's similar, uh, similar similar tonally. Um, you, you know, it's a it's a it's a very different uh, movie, but uh, but if you you know if you can kind of get into that uh, sort of more low key. Uh, uh, feel like they do in that um it, yeah. it's a good fit right on 
That's cool. Yeah. yeah, you were mentioning movies that you know you didn't like. Good figure out. I had one that was I just watched today that was a little rough. Um, I Licorice Pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson. You seen that thing? I find his movies are that for me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's more try. like a, it's more like a it was it was kind of an anthology of these two characters um, ping ponging their way through. I mean, uh, Alana Haim plays the lead. She was fantastic. Like I, I found that I was staying for the actors, but the yeah. story was just like, why am I here? Yeah, um, Alana, uh, Haim. Yeah, Haim. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that she could act that well. Uh, so it'll be cool to see what she does next. Um, and then she was with uh, it was Hoffman playing opposite her. And that's like Hoffman, Hoffman, right? Is that his kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So um, he was good. Yeah. If we can stay off the horse, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> and then you know they had different. Um, you know, they they clearly got an actor for a day kind of thing. So Sean Penn did a run and. Um, Bradley Cooper's bit as John Peters is yeah, something else. I mean, that's, it was, it was weird. Uh, it was an unflattering portrayal of someone who is still alive. <laughs> uh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think people have been shitting on him uh, in yeah. enough years. Yeah. It doesn't I matter. Mean, <laughs> you know, let's go back to Kevin Smith's stories. About yeah. Him, so. I mean, you know, yeah. here's the thing, like, like Peters is going to be, is going to see that and he's going to be like, yeah, Ooh, they yeah. made it about me. Yeah, exactly. This whole movie's about me. No, you're just in this, uh, in this one section. It's like, yes, it's all about me. Yeah, you're true. That that's you're right. <laughs> he will, he will just, Illusionally spin it to be about him. And yeah, he's like, wow, that kid. You know, most people are like, wow, that character is a real piece of shit, and he's like, that guy's perfect. <laughs> they got it right. <laughs> and, yeah, they know so me. They was, really uh, know me. <laughs> it was uh, was interesting, um, but it was the one that I get really close to being like, I have all these movies I'm trying to work through. My clock is ticking on filling out a year. And what am I watching and why? But I find, um, I find, uh, he's got some great, he can put together some great scenes. Yes. But as overall movies, they're all first enough. Cut some shit. It is not all gold. It is not all gold. Cut, cut, cut. This is the, my admonition to filmmakers all over the place is, Fucking cut. Like an enough. You're you're just and and he's always been that way. And I mean, you know, uh, I, I kinda lost it with him uh like you know back in the days of Magnolia. Magnolia and yeah. uh and it's like I love that uh and and oh fuck God help me, the uh the comedy that wasn't uh punch drunk love. Um you know, it's like um um, wait, this is a comedy? Isn't it supposed to be, I don't know, you know, funny? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, save yourself. Save yourself. Yeah. The, the uh, Life is too fucking short, and his movies are too fucking long. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, I, 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 he gets, they 
they get me every goddamn time though is is the uh the, you know, you see little bits and it's like, oh, wow, that looks great. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. And then you then you, you see it and it's like, oh, right. It's in amongst all his other usual <laughs> self-indulgent just twaddle. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, oh, right, right. That's right. A lot of a uh, lot of self self-indulgent nonsense amid a few good scenes. And uh, with some great actors, and uh, yeah. and that's awesome. But goddamn, um, you know, just hire a hire a damn editor. Yeah, it's uh, got through it. Didn't really understand what why I was supposed to be enjoying it or appreciating it as much as I was. But <laughs> uh, what was it when when you he know, you was... have those moments where you're like, "Am I not getting it? Is it me?" <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was it when he was, um, I think he was dating, um, Fiona Apple at the time. I think he was nominated for, um, might've been, um, nominated for the Oscar for, um, for Magnolia. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I can't remember who won, but it always made me think of, of remember the, uh, um, uh, the episode of, uh, friends where Joey's up for an award and they're talking to him mm-hmm. about, you know, like, like when you're on the camera, like, look as if you're happy for the person and, <laughs> and then they show him and it's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and, um, that's what that, uh, that's kind of what that made me, uh, made me think of, uh, was, was, you know, his reaction, um to that and i think that was um oh god who knows now um i can't remember who actually won it but but man hit the you know he was uh absolutely crushed by it but also kind of dickish about it Hmm. and um and and, you know that's never a good look and it's uh yes um oh it was uh, it, it lost out to american beauty Oh, yeah. There's a whole other mess. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before we knew, we hated the guy. Um, Speaking of things that haven't aged well, um, I watched uh, Fanboys. <laughs> um, it was a Harvey uh, Weinstein. It's a Weinstein Company film produced by Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, wasn't McLovin in that? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I don't think he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> but it not. would be pretty funny if he was. Sure. Um, no, we got. Um, oh, and uh, and Adam Goldberg was one of the writers on it. <laughs> Who uh, also, Adam you F. know, Goldberg. That's right, Adam F. Goldberg. <laughs> uh, so as not to be confused with all the other uh, Adam Goldbergs. Um, uh, well, I guess there is that other Adam Goldberg, isn't there? So There's right the there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and after hearing, uh, of some of the antics on the, uh, Goldberg set, uh, you know, the, not even the ones that included, uh, Jeff Garland. Um, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that there's a lot that hasn't aged well about that. 
<laughs> it was, I mean, it was funny to watch the movie again, but, whew. and then you, you also get the sense of, you know, how many different things were dropped back in to try to fluff it up through the years. Like the, the, you know, Jane Silent Bob cameo in the middle of it. That was clearly a, a Weinstein thing. And they brought him out and shot for one day and they yeah. got one of the actors back to interact with them, but it was part of the wacky road trip they were on. Yes. It, it's interesting when you get to those moments where you can see the, you know, how, how to build, how to build a movie when you have access to a studio with a lot of people, but you can't get all of them to be in your movie. Mm-hmm. And you get one day with the, uh, you know, you get one day with Shatner, you get one day with Jane Silent Bob, you yeah. get one day with uh, Craig Robinson, you get one day with, uh, what's his face, Eastbound and Down. Like, it's, yeah, you know, that's that's how you, that's how you build that movie. <laughs> um, uh, another one that I watched, a newer documentary I hadn't seen before called Who You Gonna Call? And it is the story of Ray Parker Jr. Um, <laughs> and beyond Beyond just the the writing of the of the Ghostbusters theme, I mean that's a huge part of it, obviously. But they go right back and give you this guy's whole oh yeah autobiography or, or biography, and that dude was in so much stuff that I had no idea. Oh totally. And like it's all I ever knew him for was that one thing, and then you go back to you know songs that he wrote, uh, studio albums that he was a part of. 18 years old he's on tour playing guitar uh for stevie wonder on tour um uh it would be played with barry white and they yeah. did uh uh my first last everything um like the three big hits were one afternoon recording uh i'm blanking on the others anyway um really cool if you haven't seen it i know your music guy um I imagine that you'd you'd dig it for the yeah for sure you know the all the little all the little things and the little interviews with other artists and stuff that you like this is awesome mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah really enjoyed it and, and speaking of music I finally started uh, Summer of Soul or the Rebellion oh, nice. couldn't be televised yeah um, I'm about half an hour into that and loving it so far yeah it's, it's so great good. just yeah, got up to the fifth dimension and. The the fact that all of that footage was lost and then rediscovered and that they put the artists in front of this footage they've never seen of themselves playing at this thing. That is yeah. that is amazing. That is so cool to watch to see people. Well, and I, I love the story about the guy like showing up at the uh, uh, backstage at the Tonight Show. Like, you've got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got that for you. But yeah, well, I don't uh, I don't I don't recall it actually. Oh, it's not part of it. Yeah, not really. Um, well, I gotta, I think, I'll I'll do the deep dive after yeah, I finish the main yeah. the main picture. But it's just it's you know people talking about what they remember about playing there, what they remember about the day, and then their reactions watching themselves because you get you know how much the event meant to them, mm-hmm. and you know hey I haven't seen this before or since then, but then the just the sheer nostalgia of you know look how young me and my friends are playing our music together and that guy's dead now. And like, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's powerful for anybody anytime, let alone, you know, musicians on this level of stage and really cool. And they're doing a really good job of explaining how the, 
the the cultural festival came together and um yeah you know the the, the politics of it all and um the the notion that somebody puts forward that uh, as much as anything else there's a good potential that this was pushed through and supported so much because it was seen as a way to prevent um any kind of rioting that summer from that community which was well, an interesting statement to somebody uh, make without a doubt and and yeah. i mean just the the fact that um you know this huge thing happened and like you never heard about it yeah and the, uh, the flip side is that you know you've never heard of it and yeah how many people have never heard of it who should have heard of it absolutely yeah. i mean it, it you know it's it's one of those big things but they but like hardly anyone was talking about it. like even even quest love was like that actually happened <laughs> yeah how do i not know about this yeah when well, you start seeing the lineup and you're like are you kidding me yeah the fact that it was happening at the same time as woodstock but stuck in the shadow of woodstock is i think also interesting but yeah um anyway i'm only i'm only halfway through uh loving it so far i know that it was a, a big pop of the week for you at one point and you were a huge uh, fan supporter of it and yeah, you were very good. excited i know you love oscars but when uh when quest love picked that up i know that that made you very, that was very happy the uh that was the only thing that happened on those oscars <laughs> Sure. <laughs> there was nothing else that happened. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Great Train Robbery. Sean Connery and Donald Sutherland. Yes. Have you seen? I would hope you've seen it by now. Oh, many, many, yeah. many, many years okay, ago. Yeah. Good. Because all I could think halfway through was, oh, my God, look at this beautiful heist flick. You know who would love this? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a great one. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it it's... <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great, just everything about that story is awesome. And of course, mm -hmm. uh, direct, directed by Michael Crichton. Yes, which shocked me. I had no idea that he did that. I, that was, I, I didn't know he had ever done any directing. So call me a fool. Uh, he'd been around for, uh, for a while before, uh, it turns out, before Jurassic Park. And... Um, well, yeah, but I mean, like Spielberg directed that. Like, I always knew him as a writer, not as a, not as somebody who directed anything. So, oh yeah, no, that there's was what I uh, surprising. yeah, there's um, there's a whole other um, rabbit hole for you to dive down here. Um, really? Yeah, because uh, there's you know all, there's all kinds of other stuff that uh, that he did before that, like uh, yeah. You know, Andromeda yeah. Strain, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's, there's a, there's a ton. He, he had his hands I mean, in, in stuff long Andromeda before we Strain? knew. Um, I don't recall. I, I no, he wrote it. No, it was... he, yeah, like he wrote Westworld, uh, the, like the original Westworld, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and the Terminal Man and Coma, I think, was the other one. Um, yeah, like he, he had, uh, there, there were nine um, director credits now, some of them, not, not. sorry, yes, uh, Westworld he did direct, hmm. and Coma. Hmm. So, um, Very cool. And those, uh, you know, Westworld was like 73, I for some reason thought it was a bit later. 
um, busy fellow, even uh, even before we knew of him. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. Um, some of the others. Well, um, what have I got else was here? Uh, oh, I did uh, Black Phone, which was a horror type suspense movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the Ethan Hawk thing, right? 70s thing he gets abducted, but in the basement, there's a phone that doesn't work, but uh, the phone keeps ringing, and it's all of the different kids that this guy has taken and killed before. Um, talking to the kid who's there now and giving him advice and telling him different things and as he's trying to find a way to to escape mm-hmm. and understand the situation and then it was really it was really good it was, uh, yeah it's uh you know. from a from a short story by Stephen King's kid oh there you go Joe Hill um, and um yeah there's some good stuff uh, has uh, has come out of his uh out of his word processor as well um you know between that and uh you know horns uh with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh um what was the other one uh uh Nosferatu which was um th- that that didn't need to be a series <laughs> but but you know not his fault they uh it's it's yeah. the people who uh, who license the property. <laughs> um, um, you want to go? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to list uh, a couple of uh, yeah um, a couple of uh, highlights of uh, of of uh, of the summer. We were, of course, the um, uh, platonic with. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen and um yes you love Rose that one Byrne. oh god there's a bit I, that I, I need to do that uh, there's i mean there's some of it is just you know the the very much the uh uh the the, the Seth Rogen kind of fair uh but mm-hmm. there's um god there's one one bit in there that uh, like every time i i even think about it it makes me laugh and mm-hmm. um uh, and like I was, I was mentioning it to, uh, to Jan the other day and, uh, and I was, I was just telling her about this scene and I, and it just had me laughing all over again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was a great one. Um, and then one that I, uh, didn't get around to yet, uh, but plan to over the fall is, uh, the after party season two. Mm. Loved season one. Uh, interested to see. Still uh, haven't done that one yet either. Oh, I keep forgetting that one. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, right on. Um, I've got a couple more here. You've seen, uh, it's a small indie thing. I think it's Canadian called uh, Dormouse. Um, real film noir kind of thing. Uh, um, think like, uh, is it film noir? Oh boy. Um think like uh you saw Brick, right? Ryan yeah. Johnson's. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, okay. Um, then that's yeah, that uh definitely counts. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh um it was it was really good. It's about a 
uh, stripper slash comic book artist and gets tied up in um whole thing of some missing girls uh, that she knows and she's trying to uh, solve that mystery and it's got all the same beats of the you know the, the secret club and who you can and can't trust and mm. um yeah a lot of the the tropes and i don't say cliches but the you know the mile markers of a mm. classic in the same way that um that uh, that brick did um so and it was it was spreading it was small um I think Femke Jensen was in it. Yeah. And don't remember if there's anybody else or not that was recognizable. Um, and uh, another one I did was uh, Inside with um, oh, the Green Goblin. Um, um, yeah, him. Oh, you mean uh, Willem Dafoe? Yes, thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, right. Very, very much, uh, um, uh, you know, the Martian castaway kind of thing. He's a, he's a high-end art thief on a job that goes wrong, and he gets trapped in a penthouse condo. Um Right. And the guy's out of the country for months. And so there's a limited amount of food. Um, the security system goes haywire. And so the heat starts climbing. Um, there's no water. Like he's, yeah. he's literally trapped on this island in this prison, this oasis. Or yeah. this oasis. Um, but in the middle of the city. So he's got, you know, million dollar New York view. But he is trapped. Wow. In this end. Um, get a little weird at the end, but I really enjoyed uh, the whole thing. And you know, Defoe brought his weirdness to it, which made it all the prettier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the more beautiful. Um, but you had a lot of the same kind of stuff with uh, you know, the Martian and other pieces where it's about you know, being trapped and forced to survive in a, in a right. weird situation and being all alone um so it was good it's artsy but uh but i i I dug it i enjoyed it uh so that was another nice uh, another good one too yeah uh there's been some some odd ones that have you know kind of stuck in there i mean there's tons of others it's been a it's a long list don't need to bore everybody with everything, but um, you know, I did Frozen again. <laughs> I did Senior <laughs> Year, the Rebel Wilson one, where she cheerleader. Oh yeah, gets knocked into a coma, and then wakes up, and then goes to do her final year as a twenty-eight-year-old woman or whatever. Else, she's right. a thirty-five-year-old woman. Yeah, um, the Marksman with uh, um, Liam Neeson. Who is becoming Clint Eastwood so slowly? We haven't noticed it happen. <laughs> it's like boiling a frog, right? <laughs> it really is. It's yeah. it's the slow progression of you know he's just growling at us through gritted teeth. You can see and, you can see the straight line between I have a particular set of skills and go ahead, punk, make my day. <laughs> that is a solid point. It is all right there. Yeah. 
on display. Yeah. All we needed to know was in that one moment. <laughs> yeah. it's so true. Yeah. So true. So, uh, Scott, I got to ask you, what, what's what's your pop of the week? My pop of the week, good sir, is um, I'm going with a series. I'm, I've, I've really been enjoying this. It's uh, relatively new. I don't think they've done the season yet, but I could be wrong. Uh, it's called My Adventures with Superman. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. That animated thing. Um, it's I, I do not like anime. I actively do not like anime um and despite that i'm enjoying and recommending this series because the um they're doing such a great job of portraying the characters and telling you know straight up classic superman stories they're they've made it a, a slightly different world um it's not you know a hundred percent everything we've seen before, but right. it's got the spirit right. You know, it just feels right. Yeah, I think that's what I'm responding to the most about it. Yeah. And uh we're really digging it. Um I went to get a cartoon network, I think. Probably on Adult Swim or something like that. Something like that. So yeah. Um recommend it to anybody who wants to check it out. It's uh if if you're a, if you're a superhero fan, if you're a Superman fan, it's a really good, you know, modern take on uh, on the big boy scout we all know and love so much. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's uh, it's my adventure with Superman, so I think it's clearly supposed to be being told from Lois's perspective, and uh, they're doing a really good job of. Uh, you know, making the characters uh, believable. Um, they they feel right, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite good. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it for me. My adventures with Superman. What about yourself? That's a that's an excellent pick, and uh, thank and, you. And one everyone should check out. It's. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it seems good for all ages. It seems, you know, it's, it's works for, I think it's works for younger viewers, but it, it still delivers in an uninsulting way for adults. And, um, you know, good. Digging it. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, um, we got one that, uh, really, uh, you know, through the, um, Rewatching of all of the uh, um, Fasts and Furious, um, we uh, uh, you know because at some point we we just never got around to seeing nine, and uh, and of course ten came out this year, so it's quote unquote all done, or is it? Um, isn't it? Isn't there a third one? I thought this it was it eight nine ten that this guy tied together, or am I wrong? Or is it 9, 10, 11, and there's still one to come? My understanding was that 10 was meant to be the uh, okay. the end of it all. Um, anyway, I, I don't believe any of that. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, it keeps and, making money. <laughs> and, and Motley Crue signed a contract saying that they would never play together again. Um, and, 
you know, we all knew that was going to change when someone, uh, uh, promised to back up a truck. And, um, and so it's all, it's all kind of the same thing there. Um, so yes, there will probably be more, but what I would really love to see is, uh, is more of the, um, cause I, I, I get sick fairly quickly with, uh, uh, Vin Diesel. Um, but the, but the rock and Jason Statham as, uh, Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw. Yes, please. Did you do uh, their spinoff? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, several times. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a joy. Um, it's, uh, just so <laughs> ridiculous and, uh, everything about it, everything about it is ridiculous. And, uh, it is light every time I watch it. And, oh, um, you know, to have all those cars hanging off that helicopter. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> well, God damn. I I enjoy it because it's it's so. I at this point, I'm convinced that the way that they write these things is they go out in the backyard and they watch their four year olds playing in their sandbox with yeah. their Hot Wheels, and oh, that's 100%. the storyboard for what they're doing. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It checks out, but yeah. So was we, it uh, nine where they went to space, or was it eight? Uh, I think I think it's nine because we haven't seen it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you oh, were, you, I thought it was. Uh, no, we're working to, our but... way through them. But um, oh, okay. um, uh, anyway, yeah. The um, maybe maybe it was eight. I don't remember. Um, well, sorry, I thought you were recommending ten. So I thought you'd. Oh God, no, no, we haven't got anywhere near there um, because we stopped at Hobbs and Shaw, and really, um, all we could say is is like you know. I, I, there's, there's, there's a lot of chunks of, you know, uh, there's a lot of Vin Diesel, uh, stuff in, in all of these that it's like, yeah, I, I, I got no interest in that, but, uh, but every second of Hobbs and Shaw, you know, every, every second of them in the, um, Fast and Furious movies to the, um, I mean, and and you know, Vanessa Kirby is as uh, his sister, and uh, Helen Mirren is his mom. I mean, come <laughs> on, uh, God damn right. it, bloody wonderful! And um, yeah, no, it, we enjoyed the hell out of that one so much, and we're just like, yeah, you know what? I'd I'd, I'd rather just see them do a bunch of movies with these guys, um, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 like you can see why they don't end up so much in the last couple of movies. It's because it's like, uh, well, one, uh, they probably became more expensive, uh, but two, <laughs> also, you know, just the uh, the idea that, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Vin Diesel's got to get sick of being upstaged that often. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, if uh, um, as you're enjoying that renaissance. Uh, I highly recommend uh, oh, watching yeah. all the the how did this get made or sorry, yeah I know no I know definitely I uh, I I uh, when we first watched it um, I I listened to that right out it was like oh good now oh, I can listen okay, to good. that yeah it was delightful yeah I I have the same thing as soon as I get to finally listen to one of those I immediately yeah and they feel exactly they, like they feel they felt every bit the same way I did it's completely yeah. ridiculous and I love it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I love that. That's the approach they have to it. Oh, for sure. That they're, they're just, they're full on for it. This is, this is insane. And this is everything that I'm here for. 
And if you want a pitch man for it, how do you not get Jason Manzukas to be screaming oh. into a microphone the whole time about how oh. awesome everything is? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's man. so good. So Beautiful. Good. Oh, that's great. I love it. I love it. Well, it's uh, it's been a hell of a summer. I think we've both been quite productive. Absolutely. We're very proud of our many accomplishments. Our family might be angry that we've ignored them as much as we have. But, yeah, know, I watched, like I watched a lot of mine with, with them, so. so it's all good. <laughs> oh, cheater. Uh, yeah. Um, so, folks, tell us about your, what you did with your summer holiday. And you can uh, reach out to us at popandcrap at gmail.com. Um, we are also on whatever the hell Testboy is <laughs> doing with that thing. Um, but you know what? Uh, uh, our feed, our, our, our feed, or rather the feed that our account picks up is was uh, was already a, a steaming cesspool. So uh, I scarcely <laughs> noticed the difference. Um, but please, like, post something decent there. That'd be great. And that mm-hmm. uh, is also pop and crap. P-O-M-P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P. Um, in addition to all those things, head over to the website, popandcrap.com, and leave a comment on this or any episode scott and good night mclovin wherever you are everything else is just popping crap whatever i went down to the beach and saw kiki she was all like eh, and i'm like whatever whatever And this chick comes up to me and she's all like, hey, aren't you that dude? I'm like, yeah, whatever. So later, I'm, I'm at the pool hall and this girl comes up and she's all like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States.